This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, May 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Senate returns, cares two ahead. Smithfield reopening major plant and Peterson's Trump-backed challenger claims win. Congress gears up for CARES 2. Senators are due back in Washington with a to-do list that's expected to include another giant coronavirus relief bill, as well as confirmation of President Donald Trump's nominees. It remains to be seen what a CARES 2 bill can pass, given the sharp partisan differences. Republicans are demanding business liability protection, while Democrats are pressing for aid to states and local governments. Farm groups will be pushing for more funding for a second round of direct payments to producers. For more on this week's D.C. agenda, read our Washington Week ahead. Meanwhile, Smithfield Foods today plans to partially reopen its Sioux Falls, South Dakota plant that has been closed since mid-April, that according to the Sioux Falls Argus Leader. That facility is responsible for processing about 5% of the nation's pork production. Judge due to rule and Packer lawsuit. Smithfield insists it is complying with CDC and OSHA guidance at its plant in Milan, Missouri, but does not want a federal judge to force it to do so. U.S. District Judge Gregory Case likely will decide this week whether to order the company to follow the guidance in a case brought by an unnamed worker and the Rural Community Workers Alliance. Last week, he directed the company to do so until he decides on the plaintiff's request for an injunction ordering compliance with the guidance. In its filing, Smithfield said Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is now in charge and the federal authority preempts state law. However, in a brief filed Saturday, the plaintiff said Smithfield is not following the guidance because it has not slowed lines so workers can be six feet apart or allowed additional breaks so workers can wash their hands. The Defense Production Act, invoked by President Trump's executive order last week, doesn't preempt state law or immunize private companies from lawsuits, the plaintiff said. COVID workers toll. The CDC issued a report Friday finding 20 workers in meat and poultry plants in 19 states had died from COVID-19 and 4,913 have been infected. The actual numbers are likely higher because four states did not report their data. Peterson re-election race starts to focus. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson's re-election race in Minnesota is starting to take shape. Former Lieutenant Governor Michelle Fischbach, who has the support of President Trump, was endorsed Saturday by the 7th District Republican Party. Fishback, who still must win the GOP primary in August, defeated David Hughes, Peterson's opponent, in 2016 and 2018 on the ninth ballot. The meeting of more than 300 delegates took place via Zoom. Trump campaign spokesman Tim Murtaugh said Fishback will be a strong pro-life choice, a defender of our families, our borders, and the Second Amendment. She also will fight for farmers, for small businesses, and for the men and women who wear the uniform of the United States. Trump says new China tariffs are an option. Trump, 
speaking to reporters Friday evening on the White House South Lawn, confirmed he's considering hitting China with new tariffs if the country was responsible for releasing the COVID-19 virus. This is a bad situation. All over the world, 182 countries, Trump said, when asked about using tariffs as a punishment for China. But we'll be having a lot to say about that. It's certainly an option. The U.S. continues to levy tariffs on $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. But the Phase 1 trade deal brought about a detente to the trade war and resulted in China agreeing to issue exemptions to its tariffs on U.S. soybeans, sorghum, wheat, corn, pork, and other ag commodities. U.S. pork sees new business in Kenya, but only without tariffs. U.S. exporters haven't sold pork to Kenya in years because of the country's tariff and non-tariff barriers. But that could change after a successfully negotiated free trade agreement, according to the National Pork Producers Council. First, Kenya needs to remove its 25% tariff on U.S. pork, the group said in a letter to the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Second, Kenya needs to reform its complex and often market-based food safety regulations that often involve inspectors first weighing domestic supplies before considering approval of imports. NPPC in the letter explains that with a population of over 50 million and expanding middle class and relatively strong tourism-driven demand from the hotel, restaurant, and institutional sector, a free trade agreement with Kenya would offer potential for a significant increase in demand for U.S. pork products. Maui case seen validating use of science. Environmental groups suing over the Trump administration's new WOTUS rule have found some support for their court challenges in a recent Supreme Court decision. That's according to Royal Gardner, a law professor at Stetson University, who was the lead attorney for aquatic scientists and scientific societies who filed an amicus brief on the side of environmental groups in a Clean Water Act case out of Maui County, Hawaii. The 6-3 to three ruling found that a CWA permit may be needed for discharges of pollutants transported via groundwater into a water of the U.S. The individual scientists who worked on the brief were delighted that science still matters, Gardner said on an Environmental Law Institute webinar. The court clearly considered science in reaching its decision, and the decision itself is grounded in science. Farm groups were encouraged that the Supreme Court decision narrowed the scope of an earlier appeals court decision. DFA finalizes Dean Foods' purchase. Dairy Farmers of America has closed on its purchase of 44 Dean Foods facilities for $433 million. As a part of an agreement with the Justice Department, DFA will divest three Dean Foods facilities located in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Massachusetts. After months of uncertainty regarding the future of these facilities, this transaction will secure milk markets for dairy farmers and ensure nearly 11,000 jobs in communities across the country, according to Monica Massey, DFA's Executive Vice President and Chief of Staff. Here's today's He Said It. 
healthcare professionals, grocery store workers, food processors, and many others, the unsung patriots on the front line of this pandemic every day risk their safety for the health and well-being of our country, and they deserve our unwavering support. That Senator Mitt Romney, a Republican of Utah, proposing temporary increases for essential workers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, May 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.